Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The More Money Show. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and today I am actually joined by Michelle Reynolds, who is going to be interviewing me, asking some of the questions that maybe you have had on your mind, because this is all part of the Year of Growth series, and I'm doing it too. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you for turning the tables and interviewing me today. No problem. Well, I just want to thank you for being here and uh, showing up like you always do. But I want to thank all of our listeners because the comments and the feedback that I see on post are just incredible. So you're doing some good work out there, Cassie. So awesome. let's start with the, the question that comes to mind right away is tell me what's new and exciting in your world because that's what you always ask me. Yeah. Um, so much. I love, let's see, what's new and exciting is that I'm about to release my second novella, uh, which is so crazy. By the time this comes out, it's actually will be out. It's so fun and exciting. Um, because something happened, you know, I remember cause you helped me get the graphic design stuff and your, you know, um, I think most people know, but maybe not you're my VA. And so, you know, we, I said, okay, well now I have a series of books. I need the mark, you know, for this series. And so you sent it off to the graphic designer and she sent it back and it was gorgeous. And there was this moment when I opened it and I was like, oh, I have a series now, right? I don't just write one book. It wasn't one off because I have one, you know, obviously there's already one, there's a second one and I'm writing the third one. And so that for me is really exciting that that's, you know, it was exciting when it was one and it's even more exciting now that it's like, that's part of what I do. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun to watch that come to be too, to be, you know, part of a series. But for people who don't know about your first novella, can you tell us about the first novella and then the second novella? And then what's the name of the series? Absolutely. So the first novella is called Choose Me. Uh, There's a couple books by that. So you can obviously look for my name on Amazon or you can look for the girl who's laying in the grass with her uh, blue tennis shoes, right? Because shoes ties into what I do. Right. And, um, it's about Melanie Jenkins who is like, you know, she just got promoted. Um, but her love life kind of falls apart and she has a sidekick named Dottie who helps her figure out how to get, how to get back to love. And, um, so it's a fun, it's a fun read. I love it. I love, um, I wanted to write stories that had an impact that taught or made people think, you know, and so the feedback I got from that was amazing. And I loved that. The second book is called own it where you actually see technically, um, in timeline order, it actually happens before choose me. Uh, there's a character named Ellie who shows up in choose me and she helps the main character, Melanie, um, see what she's missing along the way and, and help her fill in the gaps of what she needs to do to move her life forward. And in this book, you actually get to see Ellie beforehand and you get to see Dottie beforehand and you get to see how, what they had to go through to become who they were in Choose Me. So that was a lot of fun. That's cool. Why did you choose to do it that way where you did uh, Choose Me and then own it afterwards? Why did you do it that way? Um, you know, I didn't like, I don't know that I actually made that choice up front. I didn't make the choice up front. I'll tell you that. I followed the story. So when, you know, I got the, you know, I was 
if you haven't heard before, you know, is in a pool, infinity pool in Tuscany in the middle of a vineyard, you know, overlooking the Mediterranean when the idea for Choose Me came to me. And so I just wrote this story. I said, I'm going to write the story and I did it. And then as I was um, going on to the next one, I knew the lesson. I knew the example that I wanted the book. And I, and I just asked, whose story is this? Hmm. Right. And the answer I got was that it was Ellie's. And so that meant that we had to go back in time and do the prequel. Um, Yeah. Which turned out to be really fun because not only do you get to see Ellie back in time, but you get to see Dottie and you get to see um, part of her not being as strong as she is in Choose Me, which I think is cool because that's life, right? People are strong and show up in certain ways and can help us, but it's, it's because they've been through something. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. I'm like, I, I love, but you said Tuscany, Mediterranean, Infinity Pool. Is that when you realized you wanted to be an author or did you realize that before Tuscany? You know, after, I think I remembered it in Tuscany. I think that I had inklings of wanting to be an author when I was in first or second grade, but I don't think that, you know, my stories were, I don't know. I'm not going to say like some teacher like put them down, but I don't think it was encouraged or I didn't know that was a real option. I never studied like literature or anything else. But when I was in Tuscany, uh, I was writing Double Your Business and a friend of mine was actually writing a fiction book. Um, It was her, she had been writing fiction for years, but not with the intent of publishing it. She'd been working on stories for years. And so she had this story that she came there to write. And I was like, it just reminded me, you know, that that's what I wanted to do. And then the story just came, the story that I wanted to tell. And so whether it was remembering or deciding, uh, it just, it happened in that moment. That's cool. And I'd never even heard the word novella before you told it to me. I was like, <laughs> what is that? What, what, what is a novella? I hadn't heard it either until my friend um, was writing hers. And I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, it just means short novel. And so if you like Google it, it's, I think it's a novel under 40,000 or no. Um, Cause mine are about 40,000. Okay. So I think it's a, uh, under a hundred thousand maybe. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, well, novella, it just sounds so like, I'm like, where have I been all my life? I know. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. So was there anything you had to grow into in becoming an author? I mean, we knew you're a coach as well, but um, we're going to talk about that in a second, but let's, was there anything you had to grow into to becoming a multiple time author? Woohoo! Absolutely. So, you know, there was growing that took place in each of my nonfiction books and like I had to grow into that next bigger version of myself. I had to grow into the person who owned that knowledge and who owned fully, um, that I was the person, you know, who was talking about the things in my book. And so there's this level of ownership that you grow into when you write a nonfiction book. And that same thing happens when I wrote a fiction book. It was different though, right? So um, there's more more trust, I think, that goes into a a fiction book um, because you have to trust the story, or at least in my process, you have to trust where the story's going. Like when I write a nonfiction book, I know, like there's the outline, here's the examples, like everything is done before. Mm -hmm. Um, But Choose Me actually ended up, you know, Ellie wasn't originally a character in Choose Me, but Melanie needed her. And so I was like, okay, well, how does she find her? How does she show up in her life? Right. Mm. So I had to grow into that person that trusts the story, which, um, having taken improv and performed improv, that was super helpful in that endeavor. 
Um, but you, I definitely had to grow and own that I could be a fiction author and like people were going to read this story, which was different. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's one thing when there's like knowledge I'm sharing, like I knew I was good. Like I'm, I got it. I'm a money manifesting coach. Like I know that I own that when I write those things, I know for sure, um, they're true. And I know they're going to resonate with my ideal reader. I know all those things. Mm-hmm. And fiction is a little bit different, you know, because it's, um, it's more, you know, it's story. It's, there's no facts to go back to. There's no, you know, concrete examples. You have to make it flow. And so it's just a little bit different experience. It sounds like a, such a fun process. And it sounds very similar to what you coach on. Like, trust the process, you know, trust the story, like lean into your future self, grow bigger. I'm like, boy, all that sounds really familiar. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yep. It is all, you know, really familiar. And it is a lot what I, it, it's all what I teach. And so I could bring all of those things to the table when I decided I was going to become a fiction author or step into that, right. Step into that version of my future self. Um, because when I decided she automatically became part of my future self. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, like trusting the process, like having practiced that both as a coach, as somebody who I always, I mean, I practice what I preach all the time. So having done that over and over again, made it easier to trust this process of, okay, fiction, yeah. it's different, all of those things. And yeah. So everything that I coach played into being able to do this. So how do, um, you kind of just answered it, but I just wanted to see if there's anything additional, like being an author and being a coach, like how do those tie together in, um, you know, not only your lessons, your learning, cause you had to, you had to, you know, do what you teach, but is there any other parallels that you see? Um, but yeah, between being a coach and being an author, absolutely. So I think that, um, being the coach that I am and doing what I do, it's even more important that I follow um, the path of, okay, like, yeah, fiction. I also write fiction. I also do this because what I've found is that when you give yourself the space, you know, so sort of first level of what I coach is it's money manifesting, but it's really changing how you view money and how you view abundance and, and what is possible in your life. Like that's really what we're doing in that first level of, you know, people come into my world. Um, the first thing we do in the enchanted circle is manifest 10 K because you need that foundation. And so, yeah, that's, that is about, um, attracting money and it's about manifesting money, but it's also about laying the foundation that what you want is possible. Right. Absolutely. So when I get you to see, okay, yeah, I can invite $10,000 in my life. Like your possibilities open up. Right. And then the next level is really stepping into your future self. Like how do I get in touch with a person who really does have everything I've ever wanted and is not just has it, but is enjoying it, is living it every day. Right. And when you see that and you start to become that future self, um, you see life different, you live life different. And what happens, what I've learned on my own journey, cause I'm always, I'm just ahead of everybody, right? Like, yeah. um, is that those things open up. So those whispers, those visions, those things that you remember, however they show up or however you tie to them, like, Hey, I want to write this fiction book show up because there's space in your life for that to show up because there's enough core belief that whatever you want is possible, that you can do it because you've built that shows up. So as a coach for me, especially like I can't 
say no to that because I have to be the example. I am the example, right? I'm the, and so that's how it also, you know, goes with coaching. And that's why it's, I mean, I do it for me and I also do it for my clients because I want to continue to be the example of, okay, when you step into this version of what's possible, like, and you see what else is possible, like go for that. Don't stop. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about you. Look, I'm taking notes <laughs> because, <laughs> because I always learn stuff with you. And, um, be, and part of the reason that you, I've chosen you as my coach, because there've been other people that have coached me in the past, but the reason I stay working with you, um, is because a, I love you and B, um, you do what you say, you do what you coach. And I, that congruence is very attractive to me. And so to watch you lean into your future self all the time, like just takes me going, okay, what are you doing, Michelle? So I love that. So thank you for your example. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I love oh, you too. Thank you. Um, what advice? There's probably other people out there that are saying, I want to write a book too. Um, I want to be like Cassie. I want to do fiction and nonfiction. What advice would you give them? Where do they start? Oh man. I mean, I think you need a book coach. I think you need somebody, whether that's a, an editor, um, that can support that. Um, and you can always get in touch with, um, Maggie McReynolds, um, who's somebody that, you know, you guys hear on interviews, like you can always go to her, um, but get somebody who can give you that eye. Because the thing is we all want to, everybody wants to write a book. Like I think I can't even remember what the stats are, but it's something like 90% of people that might be a little bit high have said they want to write a book. Right. And so you just like everything else in my work, you got to get clear first. Do you want to write a book for you or do you want to write a book that changes lives? Mm -hmm. And, um, either answer is awesome, but you have to know what you're doing. If this book is just cathartic for you, awesome. Just go write it. Just go do it right? Step right into it. If this book, you want it to change lives, you want someone else's eyes on it. You want somebody else to direct you how to write the book that can impact other people. So even with Choose Me as a fiction book, I wrote, <clears throat> who, is the, who is the woman reading this? And I imagine this 35-year-old woman who has been struggling to let go of a relationship because she's been judging herself. And, um, you know, she's just been saying things to herself and <clears throat> judging that she still feels this way. She should have been over it by now. So she's judging. And I, I saw her and I wanted her to see like by reading this book at the end is like, Oh, I get to choose. I get to choose the live the life that I want. I don't have to, I can hurt from this relationship, but I also get to see how it made me grow and I get to move forward in that. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to write a book that impacts others, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, you have to meet them where they are. You have to either tell the story or you have to write how they are. And I learned that you can go grab the difference process on Amazon by Angela Loria and, and learn that, or you can find somebody who knows how to do that. Um, who knows how to sort of step in and say, Hey, you're, you're writing this part for you, not for your person. Mm -hmm. um, so get somebody else's eyes on it if you do want it to make an impact and just get started. That's a great, great advice. Did you, um, when you were writing your first novella and now your second novella, did you write to a specific audience? Um, like, did you have them in mind as you were writing it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had one person. Um, I don't remember what her 
name was at this moment. I'd have to look it up, but I had one, she's fictional. She's not in my life. She's just the person that I imagine out there. That's going to like pick up the book and it's going to have a big impact on her. And yeah. And so as I wrote it, I thought about at the end of each chapter, how do I want her to feel? Like, what do I want her to see about her life? Things like that. Mm, that's so cool. That's uh, and and that could probably be a million different people that pick up that book, but but you wrote it to one. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, when you write it to one, I explain it like this: is, um, and I talk about this if anyone wants more info on it in my book, Marketing to Serve. But, you know, it's kind of like when if you go into a party, let's say there's like 20 people at a party, right? If you go in and you try and get everybody's attention and you start shouting right? Because you want to talk to everybody at once. No one's going to hear you and everybody's going to keep doing what they're doing, right? But if you walk up to one person or two people and you start a conversation, everybody's had this experience. All of a sudden, the third person, the fourth person, Mm -hmm. the fifth person, before you know it, it is a 10 10 people are listening and having this conversation. So when you write to one person instead of try to write to everybody, then you can be heard Mm -hmm. by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. versus being the idiot in the room who's yelling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like such right. a great way. Like I so pictured that and I'm like, oh yeah, I've done both of those right. situations and yeah. I'm that person too, right? Yeah. We're, Cause we're just trying to go in and we're trying to get everybody's attention because we think, you know, and this is something that we just talked about how does coaching in this overlap, right? Um, often we think more is more, less is actually more, right? So when we talk um, to one person, we reach more people when we, um, don't explain ourselves in, you know, money coaching, we talk about this as foundational. When you use less words, simply say what you want, you actually get more of what you want. And, and so that's another area where that crosses over. I just learned that recently through a workshop with you and that (laughs) I had to learn to ask for what I want and it wasn't more words. It was being crystal clear. So, yeah. So, um, I love that you shared that and that is what it's about. Right. Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh, I just like, everything's tying together. I love this so much. Um, where do people get, choose me your first novella and where will they get own it? Your second novella. Yeah. So all of them will be on Amazon. Um, and, uh, soon you will also be able to get the paperback copy of choose me. Cause I know like sometimes you want a book for the beach, right? Um, so we're, we're doing them all They'll all be available in paperback, um, going forward, probably on the same day that they are, um, for your Kindle. So whichever way you prefer, uh, Michelle is helping out with that. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, just go to Amazon. You can type in Cassie Parks. You can type in choose me. There's a couple titles, um, there's a couple books with the title choose me, but, um, you can yeah. find mine pretty easily. I always just go there and type your name and yep. all of your books come up fiction and nonfiction. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a raving fan. I'm like, woo. So, um, okay. So, um, I don't, I don't think we answered this question yeah. earlier. I think I asked it, but I think we got skipped. What is your, what's the name of the series? Oh yes, we did. I, um, it's called the city girl series. The City Girl Series. Where did you come up with that? Oh, well, so all of most of the um, books, um, it's a little bit to be determined the location in the in the third one, but um, they're all connected to Denver in some way, which is, as you know, is where I love. It's not currently where I reside, but it's always in my heart, right? A balcony in Denver and walking around the streets are are what I love. And I own, you know, I owned property all over Denver. And so, um, and really my, 
move to the city was huge in my growth process. It was something that, you know, back, um, let's see, seven years ago, it's 2018, seven, eight, 10 years ago, I couldn't even see that I wanted to be in the city. Mm. I, you know, people would talk about it and they'd be like, oh, that's silly. Like spaces are so small, right? I had that negative, like that's, that's stupid kind of, I didn't say that's stupid, but that was like, Mm-hmm. that's silly, right? Just wasn't in your life. It wasn't in my life. And I wasn't even at a place where I was, um, good enough isn't the right word, but the right word isn't coming. I wasn't even in the place where I could figure out what I wanted. Like mm-hmm. I had so many other voices in my head. And so through, um, you know, an exercise that a different coach gave me, I, I ended up staying downtown. I worked downtown, ended up staying downtown and, and doing some things after work. And a friend of mine was like, I, you know, I, I guess I said to her one time, I said something like, I love this. And it was like a summer day and we're walking down the 16th street mall. She's like, you know, you say that every time we're down here. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, there's a clue. Yeah. There's a clue about what would change the, like the happiness level in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, so that probably is what started me. And then once I was open to it, like the path just started opening up for me to move downtown and it made me happier on so many levels, right? It eliminated my hour commute and gave me a 15 minute walk. You know, it allowed me this outdoor space I didn't have to take care of, but I could enjoy um, among, you know, being downtown and I loved it. And it's really where my heart started to thrive. And I started to become at a rapid pace, a different person, you know, the person that I am right now. And so, um, it just made sense to give, to honor that part of the journey, um, by naming the series, the city girl journeys. I love it. Wasn't it when you lived downtown that you quit your corporate job and you became a full-time entrepreneur? Isn't that where that happened? That is where that happened. Absolutely. That was like such a pivotal day. I remember very clearly. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I lived downtown a couple of years at that point. And, and definitely like being down there gave me more energy. Partly, I mean, it gave me literally time back, mm-hmm. um, which gave me more energy to, you know, do what I wanted to do. But it also like the energy and that vibration and being in the space where my heart sang made all that happen faster, for sure. Yeah, Once cool. I realized that's, that was what's going to happen when I was there. Mm, I love it. Environment, environment, environment. Love it. Um, what plans do you have for more books? Cause I'm, uh, I've got two, uh, two, I'm super excited about taking the beach with two, to the beach with me. What about uh, three, four, five, ten? 10? You got any more coming? Yeah. So number three is called the plan. Okay. Um, as soon as own it comes out, you'll be able to pre-order the plan. So at the, you can, you can pre-order it and get it so that it's on your Kindle right away as soon as it's available. Um, and that is a little, that's different. It's taking me as an author to a new level. I woke up one morning and literally the story hit me all of it. Mm -hmm. And I sat down to write the first, um, I wrote the first, I don't know, 2000 words in like 45 minutes or something. And yeah, it just like flowed and it's, it's a different style, which I'm excited about because I love to grow. And I think 
when we, you know, so often this has been on my mind is the difference between growing, like going wide and going deep. Right. And I first learned this from um, a friend who learned it from a urban planner, you know, but because often they plan urban areas like they go wide, right? We use this space over here in the space. But what they, but what she had told her is we, they, you need to go deep. You need to use the same space. You need to create a space mm-hmm. that can do more than one thing. And in terms of growth, often we think, oh, I need to go seek all these things. I need to spread out and get all of these levels where really what I've learned is if you just go deeper, yeah, you get more. So by continuing to writing, when it comes, you know, this example, we're talking about being a fiction author, um, you know, exploring other ways to write versus the way that own it and choose me were written, uh, is what's happening in this third book. It's a two person perspective, which I love, um, cause you're seeing two stories happen that, are, that, um, and then you get to see what happens in them both and how they, how they connect. Right. So that's super fun. I'm excited about that. Different than I've ever written. Um, definitely putting, pushing my comfort zone, which I love about, you know, what I write and, and really truly, um, pushing me as well to trust even on a deeper level, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters, which I love because I love that part. I love stepping into a character and going, okay, what happens now? What is she feeling now? What is she thinking now? Because it's not, it's not my thoughts. And this is very far, you know, there's no, not even any threads of me in this, which is fun. That is fun. I'm like, I love that you like, I'm like, how do you come up with that? Like you just trust so much. It's just, you're such a good example of what you teach. So I heard you say a couple things. Um, that I'm going to tie it into my next question. So yeah. stay with me here. So you said three things. You said um, you were at a point when you were going to move into the city that you were at a point where you couldn't even figure out what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You had too many voices. Mm-hmm. And you just said that when you go deep, you get more. Mm-hmm. So those three things um, sound like my path to the enchanted circle. <laughs> Oh, so I would love for you to tell people that don't know what the enchanted circle is, what it is and what do we do there? Because, um, and if you want, you're welcome to use my story of how I got there because I desperately needed, I had, I didn't know what I wanted. I had too many voices and I tried to go wide instead of deep for sure. That is my story. Oh, I love that you, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. So not knowing what we want is that happens. Right. And so, but if you can start with something that you want, um, and the thing that most people start with is that they want more money, right? Cause we know on some level we want what that gives us. So it's a great place to start because I can also teach you how to figure out what you want, um, by going for more money. Um, and then let me circle back. The enchanted circle is my, uh, group coaching program, which I love, which was created, um, by whispers for my future self that I needed to change things up. And it was, again, another example of where I had to trust. Like it didn't make a lot of sense when the idea hit me. You know, there's a lot of factors and numbers you could look at that said it didn't make sense. And I, and I had to trust that whisper. And then once I did, I could see like, oh, why this is so good and why it's amazing. And then uh, a lot of my clients will also tell you that that's partly their manifestation, that they wanted exactly this. They wanted this. And so 
the Enchanted Circle is a group coaching member membership. You come in and you start, um, you start changing your money story by taking Manifest 10K. You get coaching from me along the way. And as you're doing that and you get to share with the group and you get to show up, you know, you get coaching both, um, asking questions in the moment on a day-to-day -day basis that I answer as well as you get to show up on Mondays and ask live if you want and get coached through that and get support through not just questions, but those rough patches where you want to stop. Right. And then, um, and then you move on to the future stop future self workshop and you get to take that after you've gone through manifest 10 K and we've laid that foundation. Uh, you get to step into your future self and you get to start scripting and you get to learn how I script and the details and how I draw, I get to draw out of you what you really want. As Michelle said, like, I didn't know what I want. I get to draw that out on a whole deeper level. Right. Mm -hmm. Because often when people ask us what we want, they, most people do go wide. And they start listing stuff. Okay, well, then I want this house and I want this car and I want this and I don't want this. And, and they start listing the stuff because nobody asks us to go deeper most of the time, right? But what I do is I take that with your future self and we, we go deeper into that experience. Cool, you want that house? What happens in that house? What happens in that room, in that room, in this room? And we can take that to a whole nother level and get you in touch with that, right? Um, which once you start listening to what you want in your own voice, it quiets a lot of those other voices. Um, so we do that. And, and then you get to stay around to keep going deeper. You know, I, I teach based on depth. I don't teach based on content. So, you know, one of my clients once asked, you know, well, am I going to, am I going to learn anything new in the, this other workshop? And I said, there's, you've been learning the same thing for me for over a year, but we when you grow, we can go deeper. We can make it happen deeper. We can explore it deeper. And that's where the true growth comes from. That's where you realize the things like, oh, I want to be a fiction author and, uh -huh. and things like that. So thank you for sharing part of your journey and for asking that question. Thanks for, thanks for taking me on that journey. So, um, is there, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today? Um, just if you're called to join the Enchanted Circle, you can go to cassieparks.com and uh, it says Enchanted Circle and uh, definitely go to Amazon and grab Own It and pre-order the plan if you love fiction, you're looking for a beach read um, and you also want to be, you know, for me, one of the other reasons that we didn't touch on as much about writing fiction is I learn through stories. Like I learn a lot when I learn through movies, I learn through watching and observing other people. And then it's easier sometimes for me to see what I was doing or how I was creating certain things. And so if you want a book that, it, you know, is fun to read, but also has that can push you to open, to grow into more possibilities, um, then definitely the series is for you. I agree. And I think we all learn through stories because I, you know, you said something uh, a minute ago about a client asked you, well, am I going to learn anything else in this? You know, and you said, well, when you grow, we can go deeper. And I think that that always shows up in the form of a story and it's usually our own story, right? So we have to mm -hmm. see, like look in from the outside what's happening in our life or what we want to have happen. And that's how we grow. So I think stories, uh, 
it, it just it fits for me naturally that you'd be an author because one one last question does your Absolutely. what you teach your clients like the scripting and the process and the envisioning does that tie into how you write uh, absolutely, I would say. So not, um, it's not exactly the same, right? Mm-hmm. But I think looking, like being able to step into that moment and look around and see like, okay, what is she looking at? Mm-hmm. What is she thinking? What's going on in her head? What's he doing? That for sure has made it easier to be a writer. Like I don't think if I hadn't coached, I want to coach and I hadn't scripted like I scripted myself, um, it would be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I would probably still be able to do it, but it wouldn't be as easy and as natural for me. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do 2000 words in 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for your amazing example. And, um, just, um, as Cassie's, uh, she's, uh, I'm a, I'm a, she's my coach and, uh, she's also my client and dear friend and so many things. There aren't even words to really describe our relationship. It's just awesome. I just, really want to thank you for taking me as a person to the next level in life. And I know that you don't just do that for me. You do it for so many people. So thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoyed our time today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for interviewing me. And thank you to all our listeners for being here today. Make sure to check out the next interview in the Year of Growth series. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step process to welcome more money into your life, go to manifest10k.com.